Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Dominic Patton. And I'm Anthony D'Alessandro. And this is the Deadline Podcast, Hero Nation. We're back after our Easter and Passover break. We are here today with the star of Showtime's upcoming and updated version of Walter Tevis's novel, The Man Who Fell to Earth, Oscar-nominated actor, Chiwi Tell Ejio 4. And of course, many of you remember The Man Who Fell to Earth was that 1976 movie starring David Bowie. But now we have a Doctor Strange alum with us. Tell us about how this became reimagined. I mean, you know, Alex Kurtzman, amazing when it comes to marrying sci-fi. I mean, he he's a modern day Gene Roddenberry. And, you know, the the movie, the, it's just the movie speaks, you know, I was based on the original novel. It just speaks so much to today. So much, including the opening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the process for me was very sort of straightforward in a way. You know, Alex and uh, Alex Kurtzman and Jenny Lamette sent me their, their, the, the scripts, you know, the 10 episodes. Um, well, it was nine actually when I got them and then 10 ultimately. But the... Um, they snuck um, an extra I, one in on you? They did. They did. You know, I mean, <laughs> I kind of knew where it was going, but the, um, but yeah, um, the, uh, um, and I just was, you know, first of all, it was kind of, it was a page turner in the, you know, in the sort of traditional sense. Like I just was excited by it, but then I found that I was really moved by this character and, um, and I was moved by his, the sort of dynamics of the circumstance that he was in, especially with, the family that he has kind of become a part of, really, that he's sort of become a member of. And then I was kind of taken by all of the themes that Alex had, um, Alex and Jenny had put into this story and themes that really are relevant today. I mean, are right up to the minute, really, and uh, in how we engage with each other, our, our own human connections, but also our connection with, with our planet. And, and to have that sort of through the eyes of a stranger, was so interesting to me, you know, um, from a person whose 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 planet is in, is is suffering, and, and uh, I thought all of that was incredibly well realized and emotionally realized, and so I was very excited to be a part of it. One of the things it talks about, you know, you talked about the human connection, and of course, what's an incredibly important part of this is the connection between your character Faraday, which we won't give away how that name happens. Um, and Naomi, Naomi Harris is Justin, um, as well as other characters. Obviously, it's not a secret, but Bill Niley shows up kind of, let's just say, in a post-Bowie mode, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, and there is, I should say, too, everybody knows I'm one of the world's biggest David Bowie fans. And if you are a fan, I will tell you right now, we're giving you no spoilers. If you are a fan of the 1976 film and you've got your all, you're, you're all in a twist about this and how dare they do this, simmer down because it's all going to work out for you. If you don't believe me, just go check out what the actual episodes are called. Little hint there. Having said that, I want to talk about the relationship between you and your character and Naomi, 
but specifically between you and Naomi, because so much of the early episodes revolves around your character after he arrives on Earth, not a spoiler, mm. title gives it away, um, that developing a sense of, of human consciousness, I guess it's fair to say, but also developing a relationship with her because she is actually vital to his mission. Um, give us a sense, I mean, in that, in that first episode, which, which airs on April 24th on Showtime, um, you guys spend a lot of time out, just the two of you out in the desert. So give us a sense about how that worked how that relationship was built, because as you build it over the 10 episodes, that relationship is the foundation of the show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he he begins, and it's also the foundation of his, his sort of psychological journey, how he understands the parts of humanity that he really connects with and, and really admires, you know, and it begins with this, with this woman, Justin Falls, and and he needs a great scientist. He needs her, you know, as the only person who can help him um, on this mission. And so the way that he is introduced to her, he goes, you know, he is determined to find her. And the way that he, um, he first of all connects with her is through the science, you know, that that's why he's there. That's why he's trying to, to meet her. And, and through that process, you know, he's introduced to her family, her father and her young daughter. He's, um, he's then embraced by this, by this very tiny little loving community this very small family and through that he begins to understand this kind of psychological reach of, of humanity of what uh, humanity is really capable of you know and that's the positive side of this story you know we have um there's a lot of things that we can sort of focus on that are the kind of negative aspects and there's the greed and the avarice and the destruction and all of these things but really at the heart of it is this wonderful relationship and this and this alien being coming to realize that actually there's something so magical and beautiful about the human experience in the hands of, of people like this. And so their journey is really one where they're just connecting, you know, they're starting with that scientific connection. And then as it progresses, he's beginning to understand more and more about the human experience through the eyes of this really remarkable woman. And also part of what this is about, and and and, and Anthony talks about this with Alex sort of using Alex and Jenny, using the sci-fi genre as a way of telling the deeper story. Let's be honest. This is about race. This is about immigration. This is about the environment. This is about equity. This is about gender issues. All these things get brought up. And I'm talking just in the first episode. You know, so um, for you, you've never shied away from those issues. Clearly, many people first first uh, got to know you through 12 Years a Slave and your amazing performance in that. For you as an artist, knowing that those kind of issues are on the table here, does that draw you to a project? Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's done, if it's done well, you know, I think that's the thing. That's when um, I think that's when this kind of material can really elevate, you know. And if you look at science fiction, and you you're always looking at, at ideas of how we are reflected in in these stories, you know, how our world is reflected. It's always talking about that, and this is such a sort of special and I think a very unique way of of approaching those issues. I was excited to have a tiny bit of distance, you know, to look at it through this lens of an, of an alien, you know, to see it from somewhere that is a completely kind of foreign perspective. And one of the things that you mentioned there, and yes, you're right, that there is the environment, there is race dynamics, but this idea of migration, I think, is so central to this, um, to this series. And it's something that I think we all kind of wrestle with, you know, um, to some degree, a lot of us myself, 
included, uh, you know, I was born and raised in London, family of, my, of immigrants to the UK from Nigeria. And so part of that experience, I know very intimately, the idea of being on the outside looking in sometimes, or at least having that feeling, but also this other unique and impressing kind of issue about the nature of migration, the way we think about migration, the way we frame it often is so negative, as if people are arriving to to take something and we rarely think about properly what they bring and that's what this story really um, heads to where it really kind of gets underneath is this idea of somebody arriving and what does that person bring what does he bring culturally what does he bring in intellect what does he bring in his perspective how does that improve and engage the environment around him and maybe that's how we should shift in our focus when we look at some of these issues you know it's interesting you say that because of course again not no spoilers, but the series moves around in time and space at various junctions. And at one point, there is definitely what I would refer to as an homage to Steve Jobs, if not tech entrepreneurs altogether. And of course, Steve Jobs was the son of Syrian immigrants to this country, which gets lost in his mythology over and over and over again. Yeah, and it's a crucial part of his... Um of his story, isn't it? That as you look at Steve Jobs' story, it's such an interesting, his kind of, his origin story is so fascinating. And it shows you, I think, what goes into that kind of radical thinking. You know, when you, when you can see a completely alternative solution to a problem rather than just the kind of incremental evolution of an existing solution and how that kind of radical placement comes and comes from, from surprising origin points, you know, and that's, I think, what what this story speaks to, you know. I think there's definitely an homage there to, to Steve Jobs and how he revolutionized the, work, the world in that conference, you know, I think it was in 07 when he introduced the iPhone. It's so funny um, because I, I did think Steve Jobs, I was also thinking Elon Musk and... Oh, let's, let's not talk about Elon Musk anymore. I'm done. I'm, I'm Eloned out. <laughs> Thomas Newton makes him in a, in a wonder, there's a wonderful cliffhanger. Can we just, I just mentioned to people, if you don't know, and honestly, if you're listening to the Hero Nation podcast and you don't know that Thomas Newton is the character played by the divine David in the original film. But he makes him, he makes Faraday an offer and it's almost a wink at megalomania or the mm. downfall of this. Are we going to see more of that or is he a pure soul faraday going through this world well i mean there's there's it's it's a complicated journey you know the 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 experience the human experience is very complicated and there are temptations along the way and there are sophisticated choices to make and a balance of things to kind of play out and as he becomes more human as he allows that kind of human side to grow in him he you know he is forced to make choices to make really important seismic choices as we all are you know in our in our lives and so um that's part of his complications that's part of his that part of his journey and you know we wait to see and and look at whether he makes the right ones anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. My friend, when you say choices, often choices involve compromises. Um, and again, we don't want to give away uh, too much of, of a, what is a 10-episode first season. Blessed be, there'll be a second. Speaking of which, but no. Um, but is that a part of it when you talk about that? I mean, you talk about the elevation of discussion, but of course, you know, we do see a suit and tied, miked. Yeah. It seems tech giant. Yeah, yeah. A lot of megalomania. And, and megalomania is a very big part of the original film as well. Yeah. Those are definitely on the table, you know, and, and um, you know, and he has to kind of, you know, navigate, you know, what he brings, what it means, um, what what is on the table, what the world sort of offers and what his relationships mean to him ultimately, what he's prepared to to sacrifice and what and what he isn't. And these are the big sort of questions that I think um, that people as they rise, you know, have to kind of encounter. So. So, so does he. So can we talk, we're going to segue very awkwardly, I might add. You know, one of the reasons why we're so glad to have you on the podcast is A, we're so glad to have you on the podcast, but you are a member of what we would call the Hero Nation um, pantheon of heroes. Of course, you have been in Zed for Zachariah, Doctor Strange, including the upcoming sequel, Old Guard, including the sequel, and many other films, including a huge favorite in my house, Lion King, um, which have helped define or redefine, by the looks of the new Doctor Strange, the genre itself. So I always, always want to ask this of alum like that. Nowadays, the genre of superheroes, of science fiction, is the dominant strain in, in contemporary cinema. What's your take on that? I mean, it's exciting. I still find it exciting. I find it, um, you know, I, I was, when I was growing up, I was, I was kind of into it. I didn't think it was going to blow up in the way that it did, but I, science fiction, I remember reading like, obviously all of the Alan Moore stuff when I was a kid. And then, you know. Alan Moore knows the score. He does. <laughs> and then into like, uh, I remember reading a lot of like, um, 2000 AD. I don't know if you got that in the in the US, but it was a, I think it was a UK yeah. based. Well, I mean, um, I, I am I am the only member of my family not born in the UK. So if Anthony doesn't, okay. know, a lot of people over here will know that's where Judge Dredd came from. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it was I was reading that when 2000 AD seemed like a long way in the future, and and um, you know I was always excited by by this by the prospect by the prospect of it kind of launching in a big way and as it began to take hold i thought it was just incredibly exciting i mean the stories can hold at their best you know this absolutely beautiful array of the human experience you know pushing the genre as well pushing it emotionally pushing it in terms of what it can do uh, technologically you know i think it's um i think it's still a very exciting space to be in i mean i have to ask you based on that you know We've seen teasings of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. When you talk about pushing the genre, it looks like it explodes the genre. <laughs> yeah, well, there's Sam Raimi, you know, and and where and how he's been right in the heart of this of this genre, you know, for for decades now. And I mean, what an exciting director to to work with, you know, who's so kind of motivated to continue to expand and illuminate this genre. And with this 
narrative with this character i think it's a really with doctor strange i just think it's a really exciting combination those two have you seen the film yet have i seen doctor strange in the multiverse of madness i haven't seen i haven't seen the whole film yet no i look forward to i'm it. gonna i'm just i'm gonna be very respectful here because i know the boundaries of disney law um mm -hmm. Disney law, which 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 involves, you know, uh, scenes from The Godfather awakening in your bed and reveal certain things. <laughs> so, um, to me, it feels so much like a sequel. Well, it feels like a sequel to everything. It feels like a sequel to WandaVision. It feels like a sequel to Doctor Strange. It feels like a sequel to uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, more importantly. I'm just curious if these, we know WandaVision, we know there, there's, it's definitely, you know, but did that come up, No Way Home, during during production, during conversations, and during prep? What <laughs> plots from that movie? And you know, Anthony like is literally backing up a verbal <laughs> semi truck into this car. <laughs> Did that come up? <laughs> yeah, like were they like, okay, we've got this going on. Up? Did people Rage talk is going to appear in this movie, and here's the arc. Do they explain that to you, or no? You've just got your pages. You've got your sides and you're playing your sides and that's no, it. No, I mean, you're, you're, you've got the, obviously, I mean, we had a lot of conversations and, you know, you've got the script and you've got the, the sort of story of it all. And, um, and also, you know, there's a lot of interest and excitement and engagement with the full universe and engaging with the full universe, with the full sort of Marvel universe. Um, so, you know, a lot of conversations were had. Can I... <laughs> And I sneak out of the door that way. <laughs> Very nicely snuck out. I, I wanted, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask about this. You know, one of the things about Man Who Fell to Earth is you actually haven't done a lot of television. I mean, you've done TV movies, but series you haven't done a lot. No, I haven't. Yeah. As an artist, what was that like? Was it different for you, or working, or the way Alex and Jenny? And again, look. I'm assuming if you're listening to Hero Nation, you're going to be watching Man Who Fell to Earth, and if you're not, you should. Um, or it feels it, it's very cinematic in its approach. Now, maybe that's just how prestige television is nowadays. Did it feel different to you doing a TV show as opposed to doing a movie? Well, it does feel um, a bit different, you know, because you've got this. You know, it's ten hours, so there's a lot of story and um and you're trying to uh you're approaching it in the way that i guess you'd approach a movie and this character um has a very distinct arc in in his story you know um like he has a real journey from when he arrives and to, to where he gets to and so in the sense you're shooting it as a movie you're shooting it out of sequence you're shooting it in kind of location-based kind of um you know chaos but the um, but what you're trying to keep all these sort of spinning plates of where you are in the story at all times, and you know, which is a tiny bit simpler to do, I guess, when you when you've got two hours as opposed to as opposed to ten. So there's something that's quite challenging about taking on a, a, a TV show in this way, but um, but it was incredibly exciting, and actually to go to navigate that with with Jenny with Alex, you know, we spent a lot of time just working on that to make sure that once we put all the pieces together, you really felt the arc and the journey and the and the and the continuation and the psychological development of this character who um, who is really experiencing the world and and changing, you know, in his interaction with humanity and by you know by kind of tiny degrees. 
Um, so that was very, you know, through the story, just tiny little you know, moments as, as he accumulates his knowledge. And so that was very fascinating to me, you know. I love the idea of telling stories in this with that amount of time, that array of time so that you can really um, get into the kind of psychological journey of a character. And Carl Mordo going back to- hmm, Okay, I thought I, yeah, okay. I thought he dodged that. I thought we had a Matrix bullet moment. We got out of it. Is um, what, a, a Disney Plus series, a cameo? Is there anything? Going forward, do we know beyond? Anthony wants you to spill some tea, my friend. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Let's, just, let's just be straight uh, up about it. That's what he wants. If you don't ask, you'll never get. Exactly. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's an exciting idea, I think. I mean, you know, let's see. Ah, I always think let's see is the best way to end an interview. Thank you, my friend, joining us from UK today. We greatly appreciate it. Man Who Fell to Earth debuts on Showtime on April 24th. 10 episodes. Check it out. Well, that was great. He was fantastic. And I, you know, you always have to appreciate people who, who give us the time, especially when they're literally on the other side of the world. But listen, thanks to you for listening to this episode of the Deadline Podcast, Hero Nation. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And of course, you can find all of our breaking news coverage of TV, film, business, and everything affecting our industry at Deadline.com. And of course, Anthony will be mining for more Doctor Strange multiverse news, so look out. Take care.